Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Yes, I, I'm loving this. Dude, we're going to talk about this here at length. This is okay. this is uh, Boney M. Boney M. And I just learned about Boney M via TikTok, made up of <laughs> made up of artists uh, from Aruba, uh, the Caribbean, and Jamaica. But there's five people in the band, but Coulter, there really are not five band members. There's one band member this huh. is the original millie vanilli oh so we can talk about this after you get through all your you know rejoin reads whatever you got there okay let's do that we'll pay some bills missed anything in the first hour of nuanas now you can always find it archived on the espn montana app or on the nuanas now podcast nuanas now podcast is presented proudly by sports bet montana the advocates the m store and the Montana State Bookstore, thanks to all of those great podcast sponsors, and thanks to all of you, the millions out there that download that thing every day. Go get that thing in your podcast feed. Go get the ESPN Montana app. We uh, had the Montana Football Hour also give you some of the best of the best from the weekend that was in the state of Montana, whether it was the Missoula Marathon or the Montana Football Hall of Fame. And we also talked some Big Sky Conference football as well. So go check out the uh, Nuanas Now podcast. few other best of the weekend, few other pieces of news from over the weekend. Uh, we mentioned the Avalanche won their third ever Stanley Cup, including their first since 2001. So now pro sports, just baseball to occupy your time. And uh, one more golf major as well, the British Open uh, coming up. A couple other news briefs from over the weekend. Adam Peterman continued his dominant ultra trail running. He won the Western States 100 miler over the weekend. Uh, Duncan Hamilton, Levi Taylor, they competed at the United States Track and Field Championships, not college, professional. I guess, you know, not just college. There was certainly college athletes there, but these are the best of the best in the United States, not collegians. And Duncan Hamilton finished fourth, Levi Taylor finished seventh. And the Missoula Paddleheads continued rolling. They won their seventh straight last night, and now they are in sole possession of first place. So a sputtering start for the Paddleheads. They lost six out of nine to the Great Falls Voyagers, but then they beat the Voyagers, and since that June 5th win, a Sunday afternoon win, 
They have been flat rolling. So if you want to keep up with the Paddleheads, tune in here, but not tonight, not tomorrow night. First two nights off in a row in quite some time for the Missoula Paddleheads. Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will join us tomorrow in studio for the second hour of Nuanas Now. I'm going to sleep before 11 o'clock tonight. This is great. This is wonderful. Uh, the Paddleheads are rolling right now, though. You can find the call from Jeff Safford pretty much every night of the week. They'll be back uh, on Wednesday, so uh, cool for them to be uh, rolling right along. A couple other news briefs from last week. Montana State in the market for a new play-by-play guy now. Zach Mackey, the voice of the Bobcats, he is headed to Virginia Tech. He's going to call the men's basketball team there for the Hokies. He's also the director of broadcasting. So a lot of turnover there at MSU for those positions. We mentioned that primarily because uh, we partner with a lot of those people to come on this show during football and basketball season. Our guy Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, I'm going to be uh, hanging out with him a little later this week. We got some stuff in the works, including... Riley joining us for the first hour of each Monday's show during the football season, the Montana Football Hour featuring the voice of the Grizz, Riley Corker. That'll be a very fun one. And speaking of the Grizzlies, they announced their upcoming Hall of Fame class um, that will go in uh, at the next induction. Thatcher Slay, a All-American football player, one of uh, the members of that class, as is Ann Lake, a former Big Sky Conference MVP. Scott McGowan, a great uh, runner there um, for the University of Montana as well. So we'll, we'll look forward to catching up with um, some of those Hall of Famers uh, as well. All right, Tommy. The original Milly Vanilli. So, so what is their name again? Boney M. Boney M. Okay. Boney M was a four-piece band that got their start in 1974 in West Germany. 1974 West Germany. Okay. I've been waiting to tell you about this, man. All right. <laughs> None of these dudes are from Germany. All right. Liz and Marsha are from Jamaica. Mazzy Williams is from uh, the Caribbean. And then uh, Bobby Farrell is from Aruba. And somehow okay. they all get together in Germany. And this guy who was a record producer, Frank Farian had figured out like some of the earliest editions of home recording. All right, so this guy is in like a big, huge, extremely expensive, you know, recording studio, but he's recording different sounds and voices himself. He's using tape sounds and stretching uh, and speeding up with the tapes to make his voice sound like higher falsetto or lower and, you know, kind of more rugged, whatever. Okay. So he gets this group of all these people from all over the world together and says, go out on stage and lip sync to these songs that I'm writing. And he's writing these crazy, weird, like, disco songs. That one that we came back with was called Ma Baker. And it's about this lady in 1892. Uh, her name was Kate Barker who was born and and uh, raised some kids in Chicago. They all became mobsters. She became like a mob boss and was like known for killing everybody. So they write this weird like joke Milli Vanilli song about it, but it's actually based on a true story, and it's awesome. The song that led me to Boney M was about Rasputin. Rasputin. Are you familiar with him at all? 
A little bit, yes. This like mystic like dude in Russia. And the song <laughs> is hilarious. They're like, lover of the Russian queen. And it's full of all this really bizarre history, but it's such a joke song even now. I was like, oh, of course this is on TikTok. Some clown sitting in his room, you know, making this joke song about Rasputin. No, 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 man. It's from the it's from the German disco scene of the 70s. Why isn't Boney M like like at the top of all these great music lists, I don't know. The songs are that was great. a sweet song. So I've been I've been driving around in my car, <laughs> listening to some new show submissions to, of course, get the new artists on the Trail 103. But in my meantime, Coulter, I'm studying Boney, Boney M. M. And let me tell you something: anyone uh, who owns a record store who's listening, stock up on Boney M because they're trending on TikTok. And now I know about them. And I'll wrap up my point here by saying, Coulter. Get a TikTok. <laughs> so I, I've been meaning to ask you about this. Um, this, yeah. this seems to be something that is um, perceived at least to be important in the media world. Okay. And, I, I, you know, I, I'm like the guy that's like treading the line <laughs> between being old and not knowing like relevancy, but also being young enough, but also... Uh, aware enough that you need to keep up with relevancy. I fully understand the concept of shortness of attention span and why TikTok is brilliant from a promotional and, and just hilarity standpoint. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I, I have Instagram. One of my favorite Instagram accounts is this golf account that shows just TikToks of oh, guys funny. just hitting horrific golf shots. Yeah. You know, and then just like funny sayings, you know, because so many of us that play golf all the time, like, we want to be good. We aspire to be good. We dress like we're good. We spend money like we're good. We spend money on clubs like we're good. And we're just not good. <laughs> but but I totally get the, the validity of the TikTok. Yeah. But tell me this. How do I add a TikTok element? How do we add a TikTok element for us here at ESPN Radio, Nuanas Now, Skyline Sports, all yeah. of our partnerships, our collaborations, how do we do that without me seeming like, you know, the dad who wears his hat backwards for too late into his life, you know? I'm, like, I'm, I don't, I don't want to be that corny guy who's like yeah. still wearing the wrong necklace because <laughs> I can't get over that I'm 42 instead of 23, you know? There is a certain element of charm to that, Coulter. I don't think that that would ever be an issue for you because you have a sweet life. You run a cool company. You've got a sweet show on a major, you know, branded radio network. I mean, what you're doing is cool, man. So all you got to do is just be cool with putting the camera on yourself, going yeah. around doing all these things <laughs> right. that you do. So, so I guess, tell me this. My only exposure to TikTok is... Through Carolyn? I, is, well, uh, there's I have a couple <laughs> exposures to TikTok. One, um, actually, my introduction to TikTok was these two gals that played softball at Oregon. All right. And uh, the Grizz softball team played Oregon once upon a time. And then, you know, these girls were good players. And then they were, like, on the forefront of TikTok. And they both got, like, a million views because they nice. would just do these choreographed dances before the games. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and you were telling it. me about this. They're like 20 seconds long and they're just like these weird choreographed dances. Yeah. So I've only ever seen that and I've then other, the only other things I've ever seen are just hilarity. So I guess my question is for you, can I get away with having a TikTok if there's little to no humor attached to it? Oh, 100,000%. So just me being like, Today on Nuana is Now, we're going to talk some Big Sky Conference football and some Stanley Cup finals. Tune in at 4 to 6. That's useful. That's good. Dude, I'm telling you right now, okay. if you okay. had... Okay, two thoughts here on this. Number one, if you had a 
a stats and and knowledge forward TikTok channel? Because you know every stat about every player in all of history. You would blow up in five seconds. Something you have to understand about TikTok, all right, is you got to get past the notion that it's just a silly, new, stupid, Gen Z, millennial social media app. Sure it is, but you're forgetting something, man. And I don't know that a lot of people were talking about this. Have you went on the YouTube lately to watch something to consume media? Yeah. It's horrific. YouTube, Why? as we've known it, is dead. There Whoa. are so many paywalls. It's sure, so... Sure. It's so based on algorithms, yeah, yeah. and all the major media corporations own the first 100 pages of content. It used to be that any Joe Schmo could go onto their crummy little laptop in 2005 and make a video. You could upload your songs playing music. If Justin Bieber was uploading videos of himself singing uh, on YouTube today, he would not get discovered huh. because the platform is not uh, generated, uh, user-generated content like it once was. Huh. TikTok fills that void, and it and it 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 is it's so concise, and it is the algorithm is so extremely targeted. It's insane. I have learned. I've been so as folks may know. I just bought my first house, and there are so many informative channels uh, about the home buying process. What the different loan types are. And sure, I can go talk to any great local bank and learn these things, which I have done. But to go on and look at an algorithm uh, feed and watch 500 videos of 500 different opinions and views on this, you can take away more from it. The sports content is out of this world on the TikTok, Coulter. You would love it. You've got to get on there. All right. So this is the, the I guess I'm going to have to just weigh this in my mind because yeah, one thing I also love, Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're watching, listening on the ESPN Montana app. One thing I love about sports is, especially from a reporting perspective, as you report, if you actually listen, a lot of times you can learn quite a bit. I mean, I hope to learn quite a bit. I hope you learn by listening to this show and by reading my writing and all that stuff. I mean, I do this in an effort to... Uh, entertain secondarily, but inform primarily. And uh, so hopefully you'll, you out there learn. But one thing I've learned from observing the current state of college athletics is there's a lot of stuff going on out there in, in D1 athletics that is unsavory or that is hard to palate or that is uh, outside of what the idealistic and romanticized version of what we wish and hope that college sports can and should be about. And uh, if you don't like all that unsavory stuff or all, all the stuff that is just rapidly changing, whether it's name, image, and likeness or the transfer portal or the one-time transfer rule or the exorbitant salaries for the coaches or the shifting in power and dynamics of the levels of football and the conferences and whatever, if you don't like it, that's one thing. If you can't stand it to the, the level and point of hating it so much that it distracts you from your primary goals. If it distracts you, uh, if it derails you, if it, incur, if it inhibits you, that's a bad thing. And so I always remind myself, uh, Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, the Big Sky Conference coach of the year this last year in men's hoops, he frequently says this on our Montana State Minute segment, January, February, March, he always says, you can sit there and complain about team and team chemistry and commitment and guys sticking around and forming a bond and all that. You can sit there and complain about it and let it completely hold you back. 
or you can just accept the fact that the state of affairs in college basketball is you're building teams each year. You're not building a program anymore. It doesn't matter if you don't, if you wish that you were still building a program, if you hate that you're not still building a program, that's one thing. But then to not just accept that building a team is what it is. I think this is exactly where I'm at with the TikTok. I don't like the the way it promotes the ADD. I don't like the way that it makes people not have feeding the addiction that is the constant fulfillment of energy through uh, attention spans, I think is unsustainable. If we continue to accelerate this, I think all of our brains are going to fry. I don't mean our, I mean like down the road, but this acceleration is too fast. That said though, it seems to me that I should not complain or whine about it. I should utilize it because it is what it is. It's not going away. And if I'm not doing it, someone else is, and that's going to give them a leg up. That's exactly right, Coulter. Evolution in media and in life is often obnoxious and more often than not painful. And it may seem like it's pointless to you now or will only hurt you in the long run. But people thought that about washing machines and refrigerators at one time. They also thought that about processed food and, uh, you know, commercial travel, you know, yeah. and it's all going to be okay. Well, we, but, you could actually make an argument that it hasn't been okay. We've only been worried about that stuff. Most of the people that we thought it was going to affect aren't even dead yet, so we don't really actually have a final sample size. But regardless, I, I digress in the regression of my fellow species. I'm going to uh, <laughs> let my inner trailhead as a trail DJ yeah, yeah. come through in full force and say, dude, we're all floating in the middle of space on a rock. You can right, download right, TikTok. Right. It ain't going to kill you, brother. You'll be all right. <laughs> be cool, man. The one is now ESPN Radio. I want to talk. And I'm viral on there, so you need to go follow Tommy me. Tommy is viral, and uh, actually a text from our most loyal listener, who's my wonderful mother who tunes in every single day. Thanks, Ma. Thanks for always supporting us. Uh, she says no to TikTok for me, but that Tommy <laughs> should definitely be the TikTok maestro of ESPN and Missoula Broadcasting Company. So there you go. Executive right. producer has spoken. Deal. <laughs> it's, a, it's a done deal. I'll never argue with the mom. We have talked last couple weeks since the NBA Finals wrapped up about what the result, the Golden State Warriors winning their fourth championship in eight years, Stephen Curry winning finals MVP for the first time in his career and earning his fourth ring, what that means for the legacy of the franchise, what that means for the legacy of Stephen Curry. I want to continue that conversation, but we don't have enough time in this specific slot. So let's dive into our River City Runners. It's presented by Zootown Sports Cards of Missoula. In this segment, we highlight some of the best runners from here in the Garden City, in the River City, as well as from around the state of Montana, a big running weekend over the weekend. If you missed it or you heard it, either way, it's worth revisiting. Adam Peterman, dominant in his first ever Western States 100-miler. That's right. He ran 100 miles with just brief two-minute stops at stations. I'm just going to read you a line from our sports center this morning to just put this into perspective just how ridiculous this is Mesmer, who is a, or excuse me, uh, Peterman, who is a uh, Missoula Hellgate graduate. He won his fifth consecutive ultra race. This one, a hundred miler in Auburn, California. Around the 78th mile, Peterman overtook Hayden Hawks for the lead before cruising to victory in a staggering time of 15 hours, 13 minutes, and 47 seconds. That's the 11th fastest time ever at this race. This dude just got into ultra running. 
six months ago. He's only run five of these races. Guess what? He's won all five of them. He is dominating in the running world. He is truly one of the fastest rising stars in the ultra distance running or just distance running community, period, anywhere around. So just truly astounding to think of somebody running 100 consecutive miles. We were debating and joking about what we might run uh, a marathon, which is 26.2 miles in. And uh, it ain't happening. I can't even run a 5K, let alone a marathon, (laughs) and let alone 100 consecutive miles. But Adam Peterman continues to tear it up on the ultra-running scene. Mark Mesmer, the the champion for the third time in a row, the Missoula Marathon. He won in 2018, 2019, and this year. No in-person Missoula Marathons in 2020 or 2021, but the Missoula Sentinel graduate, he ran two hours, 21 minutes, and 35 seconds. That broke a course record and won the race on Sunday by nearly six minutes. He also flirted with the all-time Missoula Marathon record, so the course is a little different than it used to be. So Mesmer got the course record, two hours, 21 minutes, 35 seconds, and he almost set the um, Missoula Marathon overall record, which has been held since 2014 by Matthew Adams, Two hours, 20 minutes, and 27 seconds. On the women's side, Bonnie Keating of San Diego ran two hours, 46 minutes, and 34 seconds, and that broke the course record previously held by Trisha Drobeck of Run Wild Missoula, the executive director of Run Wild Missoula, who was on this show just last week to promote and uh, commentate about the this year's Missoula Marathon. So congratulations to Bonnie Keating uh, as well. The half marathon winners, again, Elizabeth Wasserman, won the women's half marathon. Zach Perrin won the men's half marathon. Maddie Edwards and Evan Bates were the uh, Todd Banovich 5K winners. So congratulations to all of those winners, and congratulations to everybody. If you complete this race, if you do this race and you finish it without perishing, (laughs) color me impressed, especially on a, a hot Missoula Sunday. So congratulations to all the people that were in town. And also just great job, Missoula, for putting on... Another wonderful event. Five count them, five Montana State athletes participated in the United States Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon. Duncan Hamilton, a kid we've talked about seemingly endlessly the last couple weeks and months. He won spot short of the world championships. He finishes fourth in the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase. Levi Taylor, a fellow MSU Bobcat and a fellow native Montana, and he finishes seventh. So top three Make Team USA to head to the World Championships next month in Eugene. And uh, Duncan Hamilton just right outside the window. But he's not yet even 21 years old, and he still has a year of eligibility at MSU. And uh, almost certainly a bright future as a runner long after his college career is over. So we'll keep you up to date what's going on with Duncan Hamilton. But that is our River City Runners. It's presented by Zootown Sports Cards of Missoula. Zootown Sports Cards, they have a sweet shop down there. Uh, in a new location. They're in the Stevens Center. Their new digs are open. It's 2100 Stevens Avenue, Suite 102. Go check out all the cool singles, all the cool packs. They got all sorts of stuff to protect your cards. If you got kids, great new hobby for them. Plus, they got Pokemon cards as well. I know that's a huge draw. So head on down to the Stevens Center. Go check out new Zootown Sports Cards' new, um, new shop. They got a sweet Steph Curry card in there, Steph Curry Auto. Just a cool 15 grand is what they're charging for it. But that's because Steph Curry 
continues to affirm himself as one of the great players in the history of the National Basketball Association. Was I right? Was I wrong? About a conversation, Steph Curry versus Kobe Bryant, a argument revisited. Next, keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Got a lot of vacations going on here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Have no fear. I'll be rolling on Nuanas now th- till, uh, until Thursday. Then we'll get the uh, 4th of July weekend kicked off in fine fashion with a little Friday through Tuesday uh, with no ESPN radio. And then uh, our main guy, Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, will be back in the saddle. But appreciate Tommy for riding shotgun with me here. Uh, these next couple days. Coulter, I don't know what you got planned, so you can just shut me up here. But uh, I am hoping to... I got nothing to, planned. Uh, That's the whole uh, issue today. <laughs> well, I, I'm just kind of hoping to use this platform to ask for a little help from the listeners of okay. ESPN. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in a pickle, man. What, what do you got going? What do you got cooking? Well, I've heard you mention this before, and it is not a, a, a sarcastic comment. I have, in fact, lit a few things on fire in my house. And this is not pyromania. This is pure, uh, how would we say... Late uh, night like misfortune. Yeah, well, late night, you know, negligence when you're, you know, cooking snacks after the bars ah, closed down. See, see, okay. So late I night had snacks, this yeah. I, I had this big wok <laughs> and I had the oh, flaming the wok, udon yeah, the noodles wok. and, and yeah, the, yeah, almost melted the wok through the floor. Well, I did melt it through the floor. And oh, here's the problem. Man. And I hey man, I get it. I'm taking a risk here because my landlord could be listening. <laughs> well, I mean they would be in the severe minority if they were not listening, you know, <laughs> as we are, you know, broadcasting to millions around the world right now. All both, I'm saying is, and, man, uh, I'm moving here in a couple of weeks. Yes, you are. I'm moving out of this rental. Okay. I've got a giant chunk of charred uh, linoleum in the middle of the kitchen. I don't know what I'm going to do. I yeah, don't know yeah. who I can call to rip this out and put some new linoleum in in a top-secret fashion well, for you, me. You know, I, I do have a couple friends that work in real estate now, several of which that are dabbling in owning rental properties, and uh, they'll be the first to tell you that there are, are there some renters here in this town, in this community in Missoula, that trash place is so bad that the security deposit isn't even close to enough to fix it. <laughs> so I'm not encouraging trashing places or not taking care of places in uh, lieu of just you know forfeiting your security deposit. But for you, my advice to you would be, and by the way, if you have advice for Tommy, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Yeah, and I need the advice. I'd see what, uh, I would see, though, what your deposit is, and if the cost of fixing the, you know, melted floor is more than the deposit. I think you just, you know, you've been very candid about it. It's not like you're trying to hide it. I, I mean, mean again, you told, you told the story to millions around the world. <laughs> millions of people. You know, I mean, I just, you know, it, 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 was, a, it was a silly mess up. I want to make it right, yep. you know. And here's the deal. I just bought a house. I'm very fortunate, very grateful. Um, I need that 2500 bucks back if I can get it, Coulter. I feel you. I got to go buy a sack of potatoes and a six-pack of beer, you know? So the kitchen's very small. It's about the same size as your studio. Yeah. So it's not a lot of room. I can slide the fridge right out, but we've got to get this flooring fixed. So 888-1029, let me know what I should do. Tell me what I should talk about. Tell Tommy what he should do. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. That's Nuanas now. 
ESPN Radio. I uh, I got to call myself out here because you know, I take great pride in my objectivity as both a journalist and an analyst. Don't have much emotional connections besides just you know feelings of happiness associated to sports. I don't really have a rooting interest in sports, even though I watch them for a living and, and much enjoy following and, and uh, reporting on and writing about sports. Uh, well, that said, I also take great pride in trying to not be uh, a prisoner of the moment. And I've been really thinking hard about um, about what I think of Stephen Curry and w- what the world thinks of Stephen Curry as well. Steph Curry, the, the undisputed captain of the Golden State Warriors, one of the great teammates in NBA history, one of the most trend-setting and uh, influential players in, in NBA history, one of the mo- most unlikely stars in the history of basketball, and now definitively one of the game's greatest players. But just how great is Stephen Curry. He, he earned a finals MVP to go along with the two regular season MVPs that he's secured. Uh, he was a first-team All-NBA selection. Uh, once again, this last season, he now has a finals MVP and four rings, which puts him in some rare air. And so I was trying to think where Stephen Curry fits into the fabric of basketball history. He leapfrogged quite a few guys. I think he's now out ahead of a lot of guys. That might have been in the in the uh, conversation with him, and I, I think he's creeping up there toward the, that top ten range. Now, to be in that top ten range in the history of the NBA, that means you have to be better than some unbelievably good players. I, I think that Steph Curry is not in the same conversation yet. As Michael Jordan, in no particular order, but uh, in sort of a particular order, just because I, I think it's easier to rattle off in the way that they fit in my head. Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan. I think those six are definitively out ahead of Stephen Curry. Then we talk about other guys that are now sort of in that same area. Shaquille O'Neal, St- uh, Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird. Um, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West maybe is up there as well. But I found myself falling back on Stephen Curry and Kobe Bryant because I think that if you had an all-time basketball team, the starting backcourt would be Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. I think the starting small forward would be LeBron James. I think the starting power forward would be Tim Duncan. I think the starting center would be Bill Russell. I also must mention Wilt Chamberlain is probably uh, in that same group, maybe ahead of Stephen Curry, but Steph Curry has more championships. Wilt Chamberlain's stats are just so gaudy. But Steph's right there. But then I I keep thinking about, you know, that all-time team. Okay, so there's your starting lineup. Then you have a fierce battle for your backup center spot between Wilt, Shaq, um, and then, of course, like David Robinson, Patrick Ewing are probably in there as well. Your, your power forward would have great uh, backup battles like Carl Malone and, uh, you know, John Havlicek, if you consider him a power forward. But I, I think that the argument for the third best guard of all time between Michael Jordan 
and Magic Johnson, after Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, is between Kobe Bryant and Stephen Curry. And I went as far as to proclaim that I think I thought that Stephen Curry might be ahead of Kobe Bryant. But then I really thought about it. I had a lot of windshield time, a lot of drive time. And I really thought about it, and I think that that is a prisoner of the moment take. I can't quite go there yet. I, I will say this. I think Kobe Bryant's legend and legacy has been accentuated twofold since he retired. I think he's much more appreciated, revered, and even well-liked in his post-basketball career than for most of his time as an active NBA player. I also think that anytime somebody dies in a tragic and abrupt fashion, that that sometimes makes us elevate their legacy a little bit more just because there is sort of the, the connection between, you know, the, the old Billy Joel song, Only the Good Die Young, right? And we, and we do this in music as well. Excuse me, I'm surprised that's the first time I've had to do that today. Uh, bad allergies. It's making the uh, the voice nice and gravelly, though, which is actually a pleasant surprise. It's better than nasally or breathy. But uh, thanks for riding along with Nuanas now. But I, I thought maybe I, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. I, I do think that Stephen Curry has the opportunity to be ahead of Kobe Bryant as the third greatest guard of all time. I, I actually even think that Stephen Curry probably has the ability to even catch Magic Johnson if he continues to produce at the rate he has. But he's not quite to Kobe Bryant yet, so I'm not ready to make that proclamation. I think Steph Curry is still probably right on the outside of the top 10 looking in. But I was thinking about all the the things that I would use to break this down when you're comparing Steph Curry and Kobe Bryant. First, you got resume. Kobe Bryant's is much more extensive. He played 20 basketball seasons. Stephen Curry is only about halfway there. So those are hard to compare. Apples to oranges. You know, for example, Kobe Bryant's got 11 first-team All-NBAs. Stephen Curry's got five. Kobe Bryant played, has played twice as many seasons, though. That said, is Steph Curry going to get to 11? Almost certainly not. He's 33 years old. I don't think he's going to have five more first-team All-NBA seasons. So it's going to be hard for Stephen Curry to catch Kobe Bryant from a resume's perspective, but that's not complete. So we're going to say incomplete for that evaluation. Then you got scoring. I think you got. I think these these two guys are two of the top five scorers in the history of basketball. Stephen Curry, a better shooter. So we'll check the the shooting towards Steph Curry. Steph Curry, a more skilled player. Steph Curry, better at playing off the ball. So those are three offensive advantages. I think Kobe Bryant, though, more dominant scoring the ball. I think he had. I mean, he had that low and mid-range post game, which is you know something that only really Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant have developed to be able to dominate out of the high post and in the low post as a guard. So you give Kobe Bryant a slight edge in scoring, even though Stephen Curry has a more vast array of ways to score using his skill, using his off-ball skills, using his peerless, you know, quite honestly, indisputably the greatest shooter in the history of professional basketball. So slight edge. Scoring-wise, for Kobe Bryant, I think I think the uh, the layman would tell you that defense is a uh, landslide for Kobe Bryant. I would actually argue with you that the analytics and the tape shows that Steph Curry is one of the great off-ball defenders in the history of the world. That's why Steph Curry is so interesting to evaluate because, in certain ways, he is one of the best players ever, if not the best player ever, at what he does because he's one of the first guys to do it like he does it. That's another place where he gets so much credit is his influence on the game, the way he changed the game of basketball. So you go down on this whole list, toughness. 
I think Stephen Curry's tough in his own way, even though he has this endearing personality and he's he's not this ferocious bulldog like Kobe Bryant. So I think the people would say toughness, landslide Kobe Bryant, not so much. I think Steph Curry has a little bit of a, an argument there, but you still got to go with the Mamba. Mentality, Kobe's is legendary, but Kobe also told the whole world about how hard Kobe Bryant is working. So um, it's hard to say that Stephen Curry, the most skilled player in the history of the game, doesn't have a good mentality. It's very clear that he is put in the work, put in the time, and, and uh, has the discipline to be what he is. But then on down the line, leadership. Kobe's more in your face, but he probably also ostracizes more teammates. Stephen Curry, I think, might be the most fun, true superstar to play with that the game has ever seen. So it's just different ways of breaking this whole, th- this whole thing down. Likeability. Stephen Curry has a lot of haters, but he also has probably more likes, more people liking him, loving him than Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant was sort of this villain uh, when he was in the league. Longevity, Kobe's longevity is pretty much untouchable. Can Steph Curry get there? Respect of peers. That's another good one. The respect of peers was almost unquestioned for Kobe Bryant. And I think there's a lot of guys in the NBA right now that don't respect Stephen Curry. But I think that's a referendum on society more than it is on the player himself. And then he's talking about influence. I mean, Steph Curry, his ability to shoot threes, his ability to come off screens, all of these things are... uh, Game-changing. But Kobe Bryant was a guard that came out of high school. That was one of a kind when that happened in 1996. Kobe Bryant was playing in the All-Star game before he was 20. That was one of a kind. Kobe Bryant was winning NBA championships when he was 22. That has not really been replicated. You could say, okay, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, Phil Jackson. He still was blazing a trail. So that's all to say I'm not ready to put Steph ahead of Kobe yet, but I will say that Steph Curry's little nine-year spurt here since he entered the NBA is as good as anybody has ever seen. And if he continues to build, these conversations become more real. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. What's going on the rest of the week? We'll get you all set up. Keep it right here. It's Nuwana's now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. This is Tommy's revelation of the year so far. Smash Mouth for you here on your Monday. What a great band. I think it's so funny that you heard this awesome song by them and you proclaimed them as a great band. They are. Because they cover a couple Monkees songs? (laughs) No, I've been listening. Because they did a Shrek soundtrack? Well, see, I've never watched Shrek. But but I'll tell you what I love. Tommy's never seen any movies. I haven't seen Shrek, but I'll tell you what I love the most. I did try to look up the music video for this. Okay. And unfortunately, the lead singer seems to have become a pretty bad drunk, like he's He's okay. dealing with some like booze problems. Sure. And so there's like four or five videos of him. It's like Smash Mouth singer cusses out fans. And he's oh, just wow. like yelling at the audience. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the band's in the background going, do, 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 do. <laughs> and he's like, I will fight you. Get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. So Whoa. Like, like, that's kind of like pretty pathetic and it definitely hilarious. Well, the music video is a really good one. It's a VH1 staple from the late 1990s. And what was VH1? <laughs> oh, man. Kids these days. Let's see anything new on us now. Thanks so much for tuning in. Or uh, if you want to find anything you did miss, find it on the podcast. Probably presented by Sports Bet Montana, The Advocates, The M Store, and The MSU Bookstore. Go check out The M Store's new location downtown. Uh, right there on the uh, the corner of Higgins and uh, Main Street, 
all sorts of great Grizz gear, Grizz football season right around the corner. Wear with the Grizz wear. Swing in, check out the new M store. They're right in the heart of downtown Missoula. Text from one of our uh, loyal listeners and supporters, Nick. He says, the question is not between Kobe Bryant and Stephen Curry. It is between, uh, he says, why is the, uh, he said, the more intriguing conversation is why do you have Magic above Kobe Bryant? That's an interesting one as well. I think that Magic Johnson gets a tremendous amount of credit and deservedly so for his ability to revive the NBA. People uh, forget that the NBA was on life support. In the 1970s, uh, the NBA ABA merger didn't really do much uh, in terms of fan popularity. You had guys like Lou Alcindor and Bill Walton enter the NBA as gods. I mean, they, they were coming out of college as some of the most popular athletes in the United States of America, and they didn't make the NBA hardly that much more popular. And even when Kareem Abdul Jabbar and Lou Alcindor became Kareem Abdul Jabbar and then led the Milwaukee Bucks to a championship, not much of a boost. For the NBA, even when Bill Walton led the Portland Trailblazers, so they're still now only NBA championship. Not much, a bo- not much of a boost. Even when the Seattle Supersonics won their only NBA championship, still not much of a boost. But Magic Johnson, Larry Bird entering the league, that combined with David Stern taking over as the commissioner, and the NBA was thrust into the American consciousness. They became some of the big superstars in the entire world. And Magic Johnson... Magic Johnson was a pioneer for the league. He was a pioneer for... He paved the way for Michael Jordan. So I think he deserves a ton of credit for that. That said, when you're just comparing resume, Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson are very, very on par. The craziest part about Kobe Bryant is he had several other peers steal MVP awards from him, basically. Kobe Bryant only has one MVP. Shaquille O'Neal only has one MVP as well. Those two guys playing together probably had a little bit to do with that. But there was also guys that maybe got the MVP when Kobe Bryant was a little bit better than them uh, during that mid-2000s run. But Magic Johnson has more MVPs than Kobe Bryant. They have the same number of rings. Um, Kobe Bryant has more All-NBAs and All-Stars because he played so much longer. I also think that Magic Johnson, he gets a little bit of a pass because of the way his career abruptly ended. I mean, self-inflicted, to be sure, being diagnosed with HIV, but... I do think people still wonder what could have been. I mean, Kobe Bryant, he had he had to tear his Achilles and then basically not be able to come back to become the same player that he once was. And so he sort of faded his last couple of years in the league, whereas Magic Johnson, I mean, he was, he was an all-star and a gold medalist and a dream team member, and then he was done. So we never had to see an old Magic Johnson. So sometimes that helps uh, accentuate your legend as well. We'll continue talking NBA throughout the rest of the week, but thanks so much for being with us. Rest of the week, a fun one. Uh, we're we're going to just play some completely random blindside. I'm going to pull some books off the shelf. Tommy's going to come armed with some stories. We're going to have a history lesson. We're going to tell some stories from the golf course. We're going to tell some projections about the Big Sky Conference. And all hour number two, we've been hearing from you. We hear your texts, your calls, all that. More baseball, you say. Okay, well, it's the last pro sport left, so we're going to talk Major League Baseball and Pioneer League Baseball tomorrow with Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. It's the slowest week of the year, but we can't wait to hang out with you. Thanks for spending some time here on your sunny Monday with us here at Nuanas Now. You can always catch us here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, 1029ESPN.com, live on the ESPN Montana app, 
archived on the ESPN Montana app and on the Nuanas Now podcast. Thanks to Tommy Evans in the back for steering the ship. We will be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, go enjoy the hot, hot, hot weather. And listen to Boney M. And listen to Boney M. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.